Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. We'll check in with Trip Tracy, Bally Sports, in about 10 minutes. Canes win in overtime last night, but they lose Freddie Anderson. Canes can't get a break. They bring back Max Pacioretty. Everybody's hype about that. And then there's a, it looks like he re-injures himself, the thing that had taken him out for five months. And Freddie Anderson had been gone for a while. He comes back. Everybody's hype. He goes out with an injury last night. Auntie Ranta comes back in. So we'll see if Peter Kochekov is going to come on back to the team relatively soon. But the big news of the day is that the Carolina Panthers have a new head coach. Frank Reich was hired. He was previously with the Indianapolis Colts. He was fired uh, and replaced with Jeff Saturday as the interim head coach. Uh, the biggest problem for Frank Reich is after Andrew Luck retired and the Carson Wentz experiment went sour because that's what tends to happen with Carson Wentz and his injury woes. Uh, the quarterback position became elusive for him. Uh, went with a series of older quarterbacks. Shout out to Phillip Rivers. You also had Matt Ryan. Uh, but it shows you no matter who you hire, Joe, if you don't get the quarterback position right, you're not going to last long as a head coach in the NFL. That's the primary job of the head coach. Yep. Make sure you have the right quarterback. Make sure you have the right guy calling the plays. Matt Rule did not have that. So this is David Tepper's chance to get someone in there to do that. We'll see what happens. Uh, I want to hear from listeners on this because people had some strong opinions about who should be the head coach, specifically on Steve Wilkes, uh, who I thought did a wonderful job given the circumstances of trading away their best player, uh, not having uh, a coaching you know, coaching staff retention for a variety of different reasons. They still went 6-6 six and six down the stretch and had a chance to win the NFC South. But, of course, Tampa Tommy had one last gasp uh, for the eighth for the NFC South before who knows what he's going to do this offseason. 8605-FAN, 8605-326. Let's go out to the phone lines. We've got Sabah. Sabah and Kerry, how are you? Hey, buddy. You got me, Joe? I got hey. you, Sabah. What's up? Well, let me see. I wanted Frank Wright for my uh, C-words uh, up in Washington. Yeah. Because uh, I don't want nothing to do with Ronald Rafferty. What, what he did to us, uh, kicking Taylor Heineke out of there and putting Carson Wentz in and losing the Browns game, kicks out of the playoffs. So I wanted Frank Wright for up here mm -hmm. or up there. And I think that uh, the Panthers got a good coach. Uh, I really like that Wilkes guy, too. But I think Frank Wright, nowadays, you got to go offensive. Mm -hmm. offensive-minded, yeah. and I think he's going to be good for the Panthers, and I wish that he would sign Taylor Heineke and, and coach him up. And, uh, and you want to bring, So you want to bring him back him. to Charlotte, huh? You want to bring him back? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, the division is, is bad enough to where the NFC used to be that it'll only take about eight or nine wins to win it all because, um, <laughs> you know, Tampa, um, uh, Tom Brady's gone from there. He's yeah. probably going to end up in the Raiders. Yeah. Or I got a sneaky thing. I think he might end up in San Francisco with mm. his dream team. But uh, anyhow, I think that Frank Wright is an A-plus hire, and I think it's good that you guys got him, but I wish we had him up in Washington. All right, so that's my two cents worth on that. You got Sam Howell, though, so you'd be fine up in Washington. I do like Sam Howell, but I want a Sam with Taylor. 
I don't want some retread free agent guy, and I hope you guys don't do that with the Panthers. (laughs) Well, we'll see what happens, Bob. We appreciate it. Take it easy, Bob. Thanks, man. See ya. It's the OG. That's Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias. 8605-FAN, 8605-326. Curious your thoughts on Frank Reich being hired as the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Steve Wilkes had a chance at it, but, uh, Dennis, I put a tweet from Tom Pelissero of the NFL Network. Based on this report, you know, there was an initial report from Jonathan Jones of CBS Sports, our friend Jonathan Jones, that made it sound like it came down to Frank Reich and Steve Wilkes. Okay, but Tom Tom Pelissero, listen closely here. It sounds like Steve Wilkes wasn't the runner up in this uh, in this situation. Ian, the Carolina Panthers interviewed a number of candidates here for their head coaching job. Really, in recent days, it came down to Frank Reich as well as Kellen Moore, who was the last coach that they interviewed, the Cowboys offensive coordinator. They spent some time on him, ended up keeping him overnight to continue the conversation. Moore fit in what the Panthers initially seemed to be set out to find, which was that young offensive coordinator, a really smart offensive mind that they could grow with. However, in Frank Reich, they have a known commodity here, a guy who went to the playoffs in two of his first three seasons in Indianapolis, a former uh, quarterback himself, obviously, throwing the first touchdown pass in Panthers history back in 1995, and somebody who is universally respected within the NFL. We know that it did not end well. For Frank Reich in Indianapolis, obviously fired with a 3-3-1 record, or 3-5-1 record, midway through this past season, replaced on an interim basis by Jeff Saturday. But when you talk to people about Frank Reich, who have been around him, you get one of the most solid individuals in the NFL. They now hope to pair him with the franchise quarterback that owner David Tepper really has been seeking since he got there. Now Frank Reich in to bold that offense and whoever that quarterback ends up being. So that's Tom Pelissero on the NFL Network. And again, Steve Wilkes hadn't really come up in that conversation. Maybe he meant that Kellen Moore was the last interview that they did, not necessarily meaning that that was who the runner-up was going to be. I'm going to go with Jonathan Jones reporting that it came down to Frank Reich and Steve Wilkes. Be curious to see what happens with Steve Wilkes. Uh, I know Sheena Quick out of the Fox affiliate in Charlotte had mentioned that Atlanta had been keeping an eye on the situation, and maybe he ends up down there on the defensive staff. 8605-FAN, 8605-326. Got to Hunter in Raleigh. Hunter, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? Good. What do you think uh, What do you think of the Panthers hiring Frank Reich? I love it, guys. And first off, I'm going to say, as a Panthers fan that I've been my whole life, i got to give credit to Steve Oaks. He did a fantastic job as keeping us 500 and keeping us still doing pretty well. But I definitely agree with us going with a experienced offensive mind head coach the first in franchise history, and then I think this this all but signals that that we're going to trade up in the draft and get a get a quarterback, whether it's Levis, Stroud, whoever. But I mean, Matt Rule, like you guys said, had a chance to do it, but he didn't take a chance on Fields or Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. And I mean, now we got to start moving the offense in the right direction. But I hope we can keep Wilk on as season coordinator. Yeah, look, man, Hunter, that's that that would be an ideal situation. But I don't know about you, if, if you wanted to, if you wanted that job, and and you felt like you earned that job. Going six and six, oh, you're, pro- you're probably like, yeah, you know what, guys, appreciate it, but I'm moving on. You know, I, I wouldn't blame Wilkes yeah, if he goes somewhere else. No, I wouldn't blame him either. I mean, hopefully we can convince him, but I mean, I wouldn't blame him at all either. Hey, Hunter, appreciate the call, man. Take it easy. Yeah, well, appreciate it. It's the OG. Unfortunately, it's not a realistic scenario. You, no. you can't have the guy who was there, who was the head coach, mm-hmm. who the players are already looking to. And then that would undermine your new leadership. You'd ha- it would have to be somebody you had a past experience with, mm-hmm. and that you were super comfortable with. It, it, 
it's not going to work. Well, out. this is why this that is why I floated the idea that all right, give Wilkes the head coaching position, but pay Frank Reich to be the OC. But you know, Frank Reich's probably looking at this, going, I don't want to take a step back and be the offensive coordinator after I was a head coach in Indianapolis. Again, these are you're dealing with egos, you're dealing with uh, career minded ideas, and. Wilkes is not going to be on staff. I'd be shocked if he's on staff. I wouldn't be on staff after the reasons that you just laid out. So just something to keep an eye on. 8605-FAN, 8605-326. We'll take your phone calls throughout the day uh, on the hiring of Frank Reich as the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Here's Adam Schefter, ESPN, on the Panthers making the first move of the coaching vacancies this offseason. Obviously, they decided to go with Frank Reich, who was the first quarterback for this team in its franchise history in 1995 he was the inaugural quarterback back in the day you've got a guy who uh, attended seminary in charlotte after his playing career and still has an off-season home in the area his daughter recently started working in the panthers marketing department his brother just finished his 22nd season as the head coach at wingate university outside charlotte so there's all sorts of ties to the area and I think when they looked at it, they felt like he was dealt a little bit of a shorthand. He had five different week one starting quarterbacks in his five years in Indianapolis. There's never a repeat quarterback in Indianapolis. And obviously he'll get another quarterback in Carolina uh, with the idea that this one will stick longer. Adam Schefter, ESPN, on the hiring of Frank Reich. If you missed anything from today's show, check it out on the Best of the OG podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, we're there. Check us out on YouTube as well. Look up 99.9 The Fan Raleigh on YouTube, and you can, hmm, shall we, hmm. You can make, you can make, uh, make the, sub- the subscribe button a pillow princess. That's what you can do. Should hey, I know what that is? Look it up. Okay. Off the company Wi-Fi. Oh. 8605 Fan, 8605326. We'll take some more of your phone calls in a little bit. The Durham Bulls need your help this baseball season. The Bulls are hosting a job fair this Saturday at the Bulls at the at the DBAB. Meet recruiters from noon to four with jobs available on the game day staff, part-time gigs. You can have trainee openings and internships. Go check all that stuff out. We'll take a quick break. Get back to the Carolina Hurricanes. They're back in action tomorrow. What's the goalie situation now after Freddie Anderson left? with an apparent injury next thank you for listening to the best of the drive podcast we're here with coach pete capital financial advisory group coach let's hear about your power plan well coach pete's power plan 22 steps to get you on the right direction for retirement also make sure you have a successful income filled retirement tim the next 10 people are going to give that away no cost or obligation for the power plan call 800-691-3215 you can also go ahead and text tim to 600-700 the phone number 800-691-3215 or text tim to 600700. Well, some positive vibes for the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, they could use it. Um, Max Pacioretty comes back and then he gets hurt again. Freddie Anderson comes back in net. Everybody's excited and he leaves last night's o- overtime winner over the Dallas Stars. And uh, we're joined now by Trip Tracy, Valley Sports, Carolina Hurricanes on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. Trip, what's going on, man? Oh, what's happening? Happy Thursday. So what's up with Freddie Anderson? Any uh, any updates on that? I'm just going to get right to it, Trip. Just trip. right to it, man. Trip, no heating the oven there at all. Just Let's right Let's get in. to it. Okay, boys. I mean, well, I'm going to be uh, very candid. I mean, with uh, 
7.30 start central time zone, pretty significant flight back from Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been moving like escargot today. <laughs> and uh, so I, I have not, and if the team, it's an off day. Yeah. So I haven't spoken to, uh, nor did I on the plane last night uh, with anybody, you know, about the specifics, obviously an upper body injury um, for Freddie. Um, I would think, I mean, Ronta came in and did a terrific job. Uh, I, so I don't even want to speculate if it's in, I, my guess would be, well, I'm actually speculating that it's not anything terribly significant, but simultaneously, I would absolutely think with the break coming and four games before the break and the way Ronta played. And of course, Piotr Kochetkov, who's had three starts in the American league best case scenario if it's not significant i think the hurricanes will still be very cautious with regards to freddie a tangible update i'm sure tomorrow morning and if we see if if you know if if, if freddie's available or if coach Edkoff is in in route to being recalled from chicago in the american league trip tracy carolina hurricanes Bally sports joining us here on the easter automotive report line as he does every thursday it's joe Ovius, i'm joe Giglio. all right trip Gonna be honest with you, uh, Joe and I are not exactly in love with the Stadium Series jerseys. This is the hot take business. Give us your hot take on the Stadium Series jerseys. <laughs> I'm sure. Trip, when's the first time you saw those jerseys? By the way, for real. Well, I, I've been moving like escargot today, you know, because I'm trying to, you know, use rest as a weapon. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got up and had a leisure cup of coffee, and my biggest takeaway was. You know, the critical element is to show the jerseys with the pants and the helmet together. Yes. And when I look at the, the that trifecta, uh, objectively speaking, hot take, I think it pops. Okay. If you look at the jersey independently, it doesn't pop. But when you look at the helmet and then the flags of the pants, mm-hmm. I, I like it. Uh, so – uh, for me, as I as I you know waltzed into my Folgers, uh, it was looking at those you know the in its entirety that I really liked. Chip Tracy joining us. I'm I'm with you on that. I I think when you when you put the full ensemble together, when you have the contrast of the black and the red versus what the Capitals will be wearing with the white and the blue. It'll make for it'll make for a good visual at Carter Finley Stadium, and that's what it's all about. Gillio is making a face at me. There's two there's two conversations here. There's what the consumer gets, and then what what'll be on the ice. And I think there's a distinction there. But I was I was just saying this this jersey's how old now? Because we're supposed to have this game back in 2021. I know you saw these back in 21. No, I had no clue. I mean, oh, okay. I, I, I truly had no clue. It's like uh, you know. It, Years ago, and I keep mentioning coffee today, but Glenn Wesley, uh, the Hurricanes, great that he was. He used to, you know, come in with coffee, you know, at, at morning skates and practice days and say to John Forsland and I, what, you know, what scoops you got? What mm-hmm. scoops? And I would say, Wes, my job is to call the game. I don't, I don't need to be a scoop guy. <laughs> and, and so I really, <laughs> and I mean, it was just some hilarious banter with Glenn, who I love. Mm-hmm. And I really have maintained that ideology um, that I am. I love Baskin Robbins, but I'm not I'm anything but a scoop guy. So truthfully, when I woke up 
and slept in a lot later with the arrival from Dallas. It's the first time I've seen the jerseys and the, the whole ensemble I really liked, in particular the flag on the pants and, and the Hurricanes logo on the helmet. I do think that that will really pop. Trip, let's talk a little bit of hockey here. Is there a all-star game curse for Andrei Svechnikov, who hasn't scored since he was named to the all-star game? Joe, that's a very it's, it's something I was thinking about last night. Not the curse, but you know, just assessing where his game is at uh, last night. And the beautiful thing is, is that the Hurricanes and huge credit to Carolina that um, they've been able to win with Andre being in a in a, in a rut. And, and I did think um, a week ago uh, against Minnesota, you know, it, it, we all remembered a hit that he'd like to have back in the third period. But prior to that, he did have two dazzling assists. So I know that's not finding the back of the net, but I think he was starting to find something. Previous Sunday against Vancouver, he had a beautiful assist to Paul Stastny. So I, I, I've, there were moments where I started to see his game in the process of being relocated and th- then it would fall back. And when I think about last night, what impressed me more than anything in a tough historic building for the hurricanes against another team atop their division in the Dallas stars is I remember so many occasions going into Dallas and the hurricanes getting pushed around. And last night as the league ramps up here, as we approach, you know, the all-star game trade, trade deadline and beyond, it's, it, there's a lot less real estate, let alone against a, a physical opponent in a very physical game. And I thought last night that it was a lot closer to what you, you start to march to in playoff hockey guys. And I thought the Hurricanes were able to match Dallas's physicality. And you could make the argument, I would make the argument, they were the heavier team, which is a very encouraging sign for me. With that being said, I thought about it several occasions during the game. Carolina's most physical players, the stall line, Pesci, you know, standing up in the second period after they missed the instigator, Calvin DeHaan on Robertson, Dallas's uh, elite goal scorer. Svechnikov was not extremely noticeable from that standpoint. So thinking about playing against the San Jose Sharks, his brother in town, whether his brother will play or not, uh, Evgeny tomorrow, I think how he gets back on track is to get himself in disciplined fashion on the body, uh, be, you know, legally physical. Uh, and I, I happen to think that will, as long as he doesn't, doesn't run around and he does it positively, that that'll help him start to, to lock it back in. You said physical on Dallas and I just had an Aaron Downey flashback. <laughs> Oh, man, I tell you, I played against Aaron Downey in the minors. He was a tough customer. <laughs> Not to be trifled with. No, no. Chip Tracy, all right, man, we appreciate it. Uh, next time we talk to you, hopefully we can talk about uh, Sebastian Ajo now entering into 200 goals territory. He hit 200 last night, which is very, very cool. Uh, we'll see you know, where that what that next step is for Ajo as the season goes on. We will do that next week, Trip. Sounds good, guys. Have a great rest of the day. and uh, Get some sleep, man. Stop being escargot. I'll talk to you. All right. I'll just eat. All right. Trip Tracy. I chose William Peace University because of the small class sizes. I feel that you get more one-on-one time with teachers. With class sizes like about 16 per teacher, you can really get that one-on-one help a lot of students need. 
A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu.